What up? What up? Hi, guys. Hello. How are oh, we doing? Hello. Hello. My name Whoa. is my name. My name is Ivy. My name is Manny. We want to welcome you guys to our faith and culture panel. It's yes. going to be a really good time. Yes, guys. So we're so excited. Uh, we decided to have this because Manny and I are both very passionate um, just about creativity and not just creativity, but seeing God activate creativity um, within his body. And so, we, yeah, we're just so excited to have some friends, like really good friends of ours that are in different spheres um, career-wise um, and just kind of have them up here and just sharing their heart on what they're doing, how they got there, uh, and maybe even answer some uh, questions that you guys might have had. Uh, just in general. So uh, let's get started. So first of all, um, I want to introduce uh, this. This person is like my sister. Uh, there's no one that I've felt like I related to more um, than her. And she uh, recently started a flower business. But the thing about it is not just that she started a flower business, is that she was the most uh, unlikely person that I, I ever thought would open up a flower business. So I'm excited for her to share his story on even how she got there. Uh, and yeah, and, and the way that she said yes to God. So can we welcome Samantha Arts, please? Come on. And her full name is Samantha, but I call her Sam. So we're just going to call her Sam. Um, short for Ooh, Samantha. This outfit. Yes, look at those shoes. Oof. All right, yes, now yes. I have the pleasure to introduce some very good friends of ours, the creators of Alabaster Co. How many of you guys have seen this book on social media? So they are actually here today with us. They're going to explain everything to us about this book, how they created it. It's the Bible, for those of you who don't know. So let's introduce the creators of Alabaster Co., Brian Ye Chung and Brian Chung. Yes, they have the same name. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome uh, and my next friends. up, um, we are going to introduce, he's a really good friend of um, us, but uh, just of our whole community as well. Um, he is a tattoo artist and he's also a just painter. He has great stuff out there. Uh, so we just want to welcome Alex Garcia. All right, last but not least, you've seen her, uh, you've seen her sing her songs, you've seen her with the worship team. She's a very, very dear friend of mine. She's like my little sister, and she's a one-voice music artist. Please welcome Valerie Bonds. Hi, Val. All right, guys, so let's get started, shall we? So I'm usually the person, if you know me, I like to jump uh, to the deep end of things um, from the get-go. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, so for the first question that we have uh, for our panelists, um, I, I, I want to ask you guys, um, in what ways has Jesus impacted the way you create um, or the way that you see creativity? Because uh, we feel like everybody here um, has that, like everybody here has creativity within them, uh, but not, it might not be activated for everybody. So just kind of like what, how has Jesus impacted the way that you uh, see art, see creating, see creativity? Not all, not all at once, guys. Anybody can go first. Well, okay. Um... I will say there's been a lot of different passions in my life that I've had as I've gotten older. And one thing that has always really helped push me towards what my hands were creating in that time was obviously number one, prayer, but number two, 
I really do have a love for people. So it's like, God, what have you graced me with in this season now to create and do, and how can it be beneficial, edifying, and just a platform for you to be known? So I would say that's where I do start. I don't always get the answer immediately, but when that doesn't happen, just being faithful with what's in front of you at that time, and it just comes as you keep walking. So, so good. That's so good. Ryan? Um, when I think about creativity, um, I think about Genesis 1, when God created he, the world, and it was good, and he created us in his image. And so as I create, the question that I ask is, am I filling the world with good things? Wow. That's so good. I feel like for me, it's going to sound really funny, but before, before I create, I feel like the Lord is like my number one fan. So whenever like I create something, I, I literally, he, I, t I invite him with me and I'm like, okay, Lord, like, what do you think of this? Do you like this? And I feel like he's just with me and he's like, you're amazing, Val. And so, that's yeah. so good. I, what I love is that like everybody that answered right now, I feel like there was like a central thing and it was like Jesus, you know, and it was making him like, I, from what I hear you guys are saying, it was never about the art first. It was about Jesus first. And because of Jesus, I feel like the art is a product of that or an outcome of that. That's really good. So um, we're going to go on and we're just going to ask specific questions um, to, to everyone here. And so we're going to start with Manny. All right, I'm going to start. I really love this question. And I'm being very biased too because I love to know more about how people's process is to creating something. So my question is for you guys. And I, I love the design. As a graphic designer, I just love how you guys like the photography and the text and everything. And I wanted to ask, like, why was it so important for you guys to take, the, like, for example, like the book of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, why was it so important for you guys to redesign the Bible? Why was it important to create new visuals and, you know, just something more appealing, I guess, for us people who are visual learners? Yeah. Um, so a little bit about my story. I grew up loving art. Um, I grew up doing a lot of photography and painting, um, and then I became Christian in college. And I just remember uh, in college that I would uh, go to art studio, and you know, if you're an art student, like you are in the studio like for hours. Um, and then I would also lead Bible study, but those two parts of me, art and faith, just always felt really separate. And I think towards the end of my senior year, um, I was reading this book by a pastor out here in Los Angeles called um, Real Life, and the pastor's name is James Chong. And in the book, he talks about how um, each generation will ask a spiritual question that leads them to Jesus. And so he talks about how in the past, these questions have been things like, what is true? What is real? Uh, what is good? And he predicts that the younger generations, uh, millennials, uh, Gen Z, will be asking, what is beautiful? Wow. And um, we just felt like that was so true, um, right? If you look at people our age, right? Everyone's on Instagram. Um, everyone has a camera on their smartphone. Um, we judge websites based on how well they're designed. Um, and I think as we ask the question, what is beautiful, we need to be asking the question, well, how do you show that the gospel is beautiful? Mm. Um, and so for us, it was really about exploring that and really taking that question of what is beautiful and bringing it into a faith-based brand um, in Alabaster. And so 
Uh, Brian actually had the idea to do the Bible, though, and so he can share a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I didn't originally grow up Christian. I grew up in a Buddhist household. Um, I was agnostic uh, coming into college. Um, later on, I became a Christian, and I remember getting my first Bible. I was really excited, but also just intimidated. I didn't know where to start. There was a bunch of words in different colors. It was really condensed. The paper was really thin. And so um, as I just looked around the room, and there were other books and magazines around. And um, I thought to myself, why can't the Bible be designed in this way? And so what makes Alabaster different is that we weave beautiful and thoughtful design into the full text of the scripture. And so for us as Christians, the story of Jesus is beautiful, and so we wanted to create a beautiful reading experience. Wow, that's really good. I just, I, I'd like to add on to that. I think what you guys have done, and not because we're on the stage or because people are in front of us, but just me being genuine, I really think like you guys are people who've, who are actually like transcending something brand new. And it's something that I honestly, have, I mean, I'm 24, I haven't lived that long, but just something I've never seen before. And it was just sharing like, I think what you guys have done have even inspired me and like our creative team to like, you know, make all this like stuff happen and like the lightings and the graphics and all the marketing campaign and all that stuff. And I, I really think it's, it, it's dope how like, we're all super young, but what I love is how much we hear God and we understand Jesus. Because to me, like, this is dope, right? This is really cool, but what speaks volumes to me is lifestyle. And I really think you two have really modeled what, what it's like to walk with Jesus, and it's in that book. And I honestly, like, I really admire you guys. Like, it's, it's really gen it's awesome to have you guys here, too. Yeah, and also, like, fun fact. So, obviously, I don't know if you guys know, but we go into high schools to preach the gospel in high schools. Um, and I don't know if you ever tried to get a high school student that's never been to church, uh, never heard about Jesus sometimes, and doesn't know anything about Christianity to, to read a Bible. It's really hard. Um, but what we did, uh, they've given us some Bibles, and we've been passing them out in, in different high schools in South Central and Crenshaw, where we go, and these kids love it. Like, they love it because it's visually captivating, and they can, they can see the story happening. And, and as they said, you know, and, and as Manny was saying, we're just visual generation. And so, yeah, we, we love it that it, the message hasn't changed. Like, if you guys were to take a look at it, it's, it's the Bible. It's just giving um, something for the eyes to kind of say, you know, captivate the eyes, and then it captivates the heart. And so thank you so much for being here, guys. We love you so much. Um, so my next question is uh, for Sam here. Um, and I, I, I kind of wanted to go a little bit into, into her story, but um, the question is, is, how did you get into what you currently do creatively? Uh, and was it always something that you wanted to do or even dreamed of doing? Immediately, no. <laughs> I am obviously not the girliest girl around. And um, so I will say I did have a background of um, just working in different businesses and things like that. And there was a period in my life where I went through a really difficult time with my health and my back. And it didn't allow me to work for about a year and a half. And through that season, um, my husband and I were newly married. And there was just a lot going on. And so I had a friend that did flowers for um, our wedding. And she's like, hey, I know that you're a creative human being. And I think that God wants to do something new with you. I think you should 
kind of like get up and get out of the house, do something new. And um, so I went for about four hours and something sparked inside of me of like, the beauty of creating something in your hands that doesn't always have a life for a long time. Like flowers do die, but in the moment when you get to create something with it and when you deliver it to a person or even with weddings, you know, just different events, things like that, the amount of life and creativity that God has through his creation really ministered to me and it started to heal me a lot. It healed my mind first before I started to see it in the physical with my back and different issues that I had. And not just that, but I started to feel God even romancing me in a new way as his daughter with these things. And I won't lie at the beginning, I've had my business now for about a year and a half. At the very beginning, it was really hard. I felt like I struggled a lot with identity issues because I'm not girly and then I was like do I have to be let me try to change myself so I can fit this industry a bit more because I don't look like I do you know and that was something that I had to go to God with a lot and um, just go before him and say Lord I know that I didn't choose this you gave this to me and I never thought in a million years I would be doing this, but you've given it to me and I'm good at it. That's another thing is like being honest with yourself. I feel like I'm skilled in this area, but what can I do to continue to be faithful in this and grow and increase this skill so it can continue to bless others and just do whatever you want it to do, God? So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, it's still a journey, but I finally, you know, with time and creating a business and having a website and your name brand and everything. It came with time, but it did take a lot of me to say, I'm not going to self-promote myself. I'm going to wait and walk in every door that's open right now and trust that God is leading me here. And he did. There was fruit from it. And so I will say this is the first season as a 27-year-old that I'm like not in control of what my work is doing. God really is. And so, yeah. And I, I want to ask you, yeah, give it up for her. I want to ask you a question. Um, what would you say to someone that feels that they aren't creative? Like, oh, that's just not me. I, I'm not creative. I'm, I'm, yeah, like, I don't know. That's not me. And, and anybody that if you guys have, feel like you have an answer, like, can go ahead and I would say that you really, really are because we come from God and we're made in his image. We are his creation and he only wants to use us on this earth. So therefore, what we produce is out of him. And I think the more that you pray and to have practical things of like, God, what am I graced with? Because it changes, like I said, I never thought in a million years that I would be a floral designer. So I have to take my season for what, is it, for what it is and say, God, you've graced me with this. I receive it. Now teach me, give me wisdom, help me, guide me to walk this out. And um, yeah, but I would say that we all are, we really are. It just takes that little extra step with the Lord to say, what is it? Yeah. And anybody else want to add, add to that? I just want to say something really quick to that. And I feel like, and we were kind of talking about this a little bit when we were backstage, but um, 
I think there's a misconception that creativity means specifically um, painting or music or, um, I don't know, graphic design. Um, but but I, I really think that God is shifting us from thinking about creativity in that sense or in that aspect where maybe it once was that to really thinking like, man, I, I see, you know, in our community we have a few moms and the way that they raise their kids. Yeah. And, it, and, and to all the moms out there, it takes creativity to raise your kids because your kids are each unique, you know. Um, uh, to, to the person out there that's even like maybe you, you, love, you love numbers and you love math. You know, you probably don't learn the same way that everybody else learns. And there's a creative way into the way that you do things and the way that, you know, you add up those numbers or, or whatever it may be. Um, and, and so just like really thinking outside the box, that creativity is not just for uh, certain people that are doing certain things. But, but I even challenge that you would ask God and say, in what I'm doing right now, whether it be um, being a stay-at-home mom or, or being a wife or, or husbands, like, you know, just being a dad, like, uh, how can I be creative in this sense? How can I do what I do in a creative manner? So I don't know if anyone else has anything else can, to add. Can I add on to that? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share just something that it's, it's impacted me, I guess, my whole life. And it's in the book of Exodus. And I'm going to butcher this name totally bad because I don't know how to say it. But it's, it, there's these two guys, and it's the first signs of, like, the Holy Spirit uh, coming up into these, uh, these two dudes called Bezo and, I think, Elite. I don't know what it is. I got an F in English. So, but I just wanted that, that story specifically impacts me because it, it shows how like these two guys were so anointed and but the first thing they had to do is kind of like be willing to be used by God, right? After that came wisdom. After that came the materials, right? So you show it, 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 it was to me, it was more character than, than skills and then, you know, you keep adding on to that and I and even like within our creative team at one voice like we always want to be guided by God like that's the most important thing to us is like are we hearing the Lord like what is he saying now and then for God for those of you who are like are sitting like man like I have a hard time like you know this person doesn't believe in me or I always get rejected or this and that trust me like be obedient to where God has you in and he and he, he will fulfill your dreams like he really wouldn't. I know it sounds like cheesy, like Christian lingo, but it's really true. Like you're talking to someone who was like really insecure for his whole life, didn't have any like sort of, I guess, values or morals. And, you know, I didn't grow up in a very like a good home, but I really obeyed God and God gave me such a good community. So really like stay obedient where you are. I know it's hard and I know it's difficult sometimes to, in the practical daily living, but man, like God really honors those who really are just obedient to the calling. And, you know, even for all of these guys up here, like I'm sure they had difficult moments. And trust me, this is more nerve wracking to us than it probably is to you guys, just sharing our hearts out. But I just really want, we have something at One Voice called culture of encouragement. So I just want to encourage all of you that if you're in your seats doubting creativity, trust me, it's in the Bible and it, it's a true thing. So I really want to like push you guys, like, man, do it, keep doing it. If you're a video, if you're a mom or your dad, whatever you want to do, like, like there's so much creativity in that, but just be willing to be used by God. Yes, man, I can. Um, I completely agree. I think all of us are creative people. And so before we've been doing Alabaster, like I was doing ministry. And like ministry, 
you have to be very creative. Like, how do you reach this certain group of people? Like, that requires creativity. I, I majored in business. Like, strategy is a very creative thing. Like, I need God's creative spirit to think about our business strategy. Um, and so, when I also think about creativity, I think about, like, you, you take something that has one meaning, and you shape it and you mold it for something that's new and something that's different. And I think as Christians, we have that opportunity to take some of the things that are in this world and shape it for God's goodness um, and God's glory. So, that's good. Valerie, you're up next. Hello. Hi, Hi Val. <laughs> I have the honor to give you the hard-hitting questions of today. Oh, yes. So, for those of you who don't know, Valerie is in college. She goes yeah. to high schools with us. She makes music. You're a lot of like great, great things. That, and I love you a lot, too. It's I like my little sister, guys. So it's really cool to have her up here. But I wanted to ask you, you have an album out, and we've all heard you sing. Can you kind of explain to us kind of the writing process of all these songs? Because I don't think people would technically classify you as like a worship leader because of your music. But I think a lot of your songs really have a lot of um, depth of your relationship with God. So can you explain to us kind of how that went for you or that process for you? Yeah. Um, well, to be completely honest, um, I haven't written a whole lot of songs. Um, but the, the cool thing about it is even the songs in my album, um, honestly, there was none of it was ever planned to be exposed. But I knew that when I was writing it, like I said, God is, he's like my you know, he's my audience when I'm singing in my room and no one's listening. And I'm like, what do you think? Um, and I, every time, like, there's always this, like, feeling of, like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, this is eventually going to be, like, shown to people. Um, and so even with my um, create, my writing process, um, I just live life, honestly. Um, and I obey the Lord and I just live life with the Lord. Um, and there are certain moments where I would learn something, a revelation, um, and just in a season that I'm in. And from that place, I just start to, because music, it's not, I'm not like trying to create something that's not there. It's, it's merely just a reflection of my life. Um, and so when you look at it from that, I think people naturally, when they hear it, it's like, there's something here, um, and it's because it's something that, it's honestly revelations that, that God has showed me in the season that I'm in. And so even for um, my Every Hour EP, literally wrote those songs within that year, and a lot of the, the main thing that the Lord was speaking to me about is being a daughter. Um, and being his daughter. And this was during a time where um, I joined One Voice and I'm over here trying to write music, never done it before. Um, and it was really important for me to know who I was um, before like anybody could tell me who I am. Because otherwise, if, if I don't know who I am and I'm not listening, I constantly have to listen to what the Lord says about me. And from that place, like music and whatever it is, because I I'd only like, I do, like to do, I have a lot of hobbies. Music is one of them, and I think music is something I've specifically been called to. But it's not that I'm like striving to music, 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 but it's simply because that's who God created me. And so there's, it's important to know what God says about you, and from that place, whatever it is that you do, it just comes out. And so um, with writing and stuff, like I just live my life and um, just really ask God, like, what are you doing? Um, and what are you speaking to me about? And it just naturally comes. And so, yeah. That's really good. 
and she'll be performing later tonight. I will be. So yeah. we're excited to see Valerie. That was so good, Valerie. <laughs> that was so good. All right, guys. This is my friend Alex. Um, and I, I, I want to ask this question because um, I feel like it's something that, I don't know, you, you might get a lot maybe. Alex loves Jesus so much, and it's, he's probably one of the most generous people and one of the most obedient people that I know. Like when the Lord speaks, he will do everything to do what he heard the Lord say. And he's like, you know, you know that verse that talks about like, like the kingdom is aggressive and those, like the, the, those will, be, will be taken by force. Or I'm butchering it. I read my Bible, I promise. I'm just butchering that verse. But right I feel there. like he's that. Like he's aggressive when it comes to like being obedient and doing what God has called him to do. Um, so my question for you, Alex, is oftentimes there's a stigma around tattoos. It's associated with drugs, uh, rock and roll, gangs, uh, rap, etc. Um, but I have seen God encounter so many people through your life, through your art, um, through your talent. Uh, and so I, I want to ask, like, what has that journey been like for you? Uh, what has, like, how did, how did, in a sense, how did you get there? And, and I mean, even now, I can recount so many stories of him just, you know, saying, hey, like, God's praying for this person today. And the thing about it, and I always tell him this, is people come because he seriously is, like, one of the best. Um, they want a tattoo from you. And now they have to sit in your chair for three, four hours, and you get to talk about whatever you want. And it just turns out that 100% of the time is Jesus. So can you just kind of go a little bit into that, like, you know, the journey of, like, seeing God encounter people and, and how it's been for you? Um, I'd say pretty strange and weird and crazy. Um, but that's been my walk as well. And just seeing um, just the power of the Holy Spirit just work in uh, places where I just never thought he'd work in. One of them's uh, in a tattoo shop. Um, I'd have um, witches come in and ask for Wiccan symbols, and I'd explain to them about the supremacy of Jesus, and instead they'd get like a, cro a cross, or... Um, uh, uh, and I'd get uh, New Agers, um, uh, people just into just different stuff, and I just explained to them about uh, just the power in the name of Jesus, and, and they just completely turned their ideas around. I mean, I'd have people who would come in as uh, quote-unquote uh, spiritual guides who write books and um, have these followings, and now um, they're proclaiming the power of Jesus. And it's just, it's been crazy because, um, I, I mean, I was raised in a very uh, traditional re religious uh, Catholics home, so I thought it, uh, God only worked in the church, and, and now I'm just seeing Jesus worked everywhere. I mean, I got saved in my own bedroom as well, and that was just pure uh, Holy Spirit, and it, it's just been um, it's been good, but very weird. Yeah. Yeah, but very good. That's incredible, and and uh, Alex, you know. Since he got saved, you know, he'd come to, to our community and he'd just be like, man, maybe I should, like, quit what I'm doing and, like, join you guys and, like, do this, like, with you guys and go into high schools because that's where God is moving. And, and we always just kind of come around him and we say, hey, Alex, like, no, like, we can't go into the tattoo industry even if we wanted to. Like, 
don't ever get a tattoo for me because it would not look cute. But like you, like you've been, t- like again, like what Sam was saying, like you've been graced with that. Like you can do it. And so therefore you have a voice that, that none of us sitting here has. And, and I think it's so important. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's like a, one specific story that you want to share um, that kind of comes to mind that like just has been like really impactful. Mm, I think it's a story that um, Brian shared and even... Um uh, Todd White, where there was a, there, I think Brian was picking up someone for, for Todd to, for him to come into a, to a gathering, and they encountered some guy that was in a motorcycle accident on the freeway, and, you know, they pull over, Todd's praying for this guy, and, uh, yeah, they pray for his, his healing, his, his legs, like, uh, in, a, in a bad accident, mangled, um, pray for him, and um, they come to the gathering, and they never heard from him. And this was about like maybe like five years ago. And then two years later, the guy, I, so I posted a picture on my Instagram about, uh, you know, Brian and Todd praying for this guy. And two years later, the guy um, writes me an email and says, hey, that's me. Uh, I'm the guy on the motorcycle. You actually tattooed me five years ago. And, and yeah, now he's, uh, he's a saved man. He loves God. And it was just one of those instances that, uh, only God could have ordained that um, those two meetings because what are the chances of Brian and Todd driving to, you know, a gathering that uh, Todd's going to speak at, and they run into the guy on the freeway, and then I meet Brian and I tattooed that guy five years ago. So it's just like that's yeah. what a small world, right? Like I, I. I feel like that's a like that's a testament of like when God's after you, like He's after you, you know, like He'll send different people after you. So that's so cool. So uh, guys, can we just give it up for a creative panel? Like, thank you guys so much for just being here. Um, I don't know if you want if you want to queue it up. Um, if you guys want to just know more about them or or what they do or who they are, um, we're gonna put up their social medias up there. And uh, you guys can just, you know, follow them and stuff. And also stay posted. We are going to be interviewing some of them. Just kind of going a little bit deeper into their story, um, how they got here, and, you know, what, like, what they're doing now. Um, so, yeah, so if you guys follow One Voice Student Missions, like, you know, stay posted, and we'll be posting stuff on there. And if you guys have more questions on creativity or, you know, all that stuff, they'll be here. We'll be here. You can ask all anytime during the conference. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us, and it was an honor to be here in front of you guys. So, thank you guys. Yes.